Blog Talk Radio. J. Rabin, and I'm very glad that you're joining us again today. We are on every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Blog Talk Radio. It's such a pleasure to be here. And on television, we are on every Tuesday evening in Manhattan at 10.30 p.m. And just go to our website, www.abetterworld.tv, where you can tune into both. And this is a live show we do every Wednesday, although many people, many people, listen in archive from all over the world. It's really a pleasure to be reaching such an audience with what we feel are impactful shows that are really designed to, well, of course, create a better world. But by doing so, we are, you could say, increasing the veritable vibration of life itself by educating our listeners and those to whom you forward the shows. Uh, We're getting a kind of knowledge base, a certain sort of awakening internally that brings us to another level of awareness, of understanding, and hopefully also of compassion that can bring us to really the the fundamentals of what we need to create a society that has uh, the right values in place and has a kind of a, a spiritual aura to it. And today's show is about uh, this subject and uh, awakening through the book written by my dear friend and colleague Eric Pearl, Dr. Eric Pearl, and his friend and one-time patient, at least Frederick Ponsloff, who together combined, came together to write the book, Solomon Speaks on Reconnecting Your Life. Now, Eric has been a guest on A Better World radio and TV several times over the course of a number of years since he really began uh, going public with his work. He's now an internationally renowned teacher and healer who has been communicating an awesome experience that happened to him many moons ago out on the West Coast and has really bathed, if you will, imbued his life with a new level of energy. Uh, I don't know quite how to describe it. He's way better at it than I am, and I'll be bringing him on in a moment with Fred to talk about both 
the work of the reconnection in general and in particular the work of his colleague Fred Ponsloff, who is also an acting teacher, has been an actor and a screenwriter that has been produced in L.A. over the course of many years, but also has a very different kind of gift that most screenwriters or actors that I have known does not, do not have, and that is the ability to open up his field, to open up his psyche to receive the energy of another level of frequency altogether that they refer to both as Solomon, and we don't know what bearing this has on the the ancient biblical Solomon, but maybe, but certainly it's a voice of wisdom, it's a voice of intelligence that comes through and has had a profound effect on both of them as well as many, many other people. So this is why we wanted to have him on the show to talk about this kind of other level of spiritualizing the planet, if you will, which is happening integrally as part of the work of the reconnection that Eric has been spearheading for many years now, and now through this book that he's co-authored with Frederick Ponsloff. So welcome to you both to A Better World. So glad to have you both. Are you there? Uh, I certainly hope so. Otherwise, I'm somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) Good. So at least for the moment, you're on Earth. We both are, I think. Yeah, just barely. Okay. Very good, very good. Eric, a pleasure to have you back on A Better World. It's always good to have you. And Fred, I want to welcome you for the first time, and maybe it won't be the last. Well, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I hope you heard uh, some of my introductory comments, which uh, are sort of setting the stage, if you will, for what I think is a book that has a uh, its own energy field is something I, I felt from the, from the get-go. And Eric, would you just lead us through the initial um, meeting that you had with Fred and, and what sort of uh, bubbled up out of that? Well, um, as uh, you're familiar with the background as to how this started to come about, how we recognize the healings, oh, yeah. or do you want me to, you I'm want talking me to start about with that for, for 60 listeners. seconds? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So the background is is that I, I was practicing as a doctor of chiropractic in my 12th year where a few strange things happened. Uh, I was awakened yes. in the middle of the night by a very bright light. I opened my eyes to see what it was, and it was just the lamp next to my bed. I still had a yes. feeling that someone was in my home that I had been being watched. So um, it was such a strong feeling that I got up with a knife, a can of pepper spray, and my Doberman pincher, and um, <laughs> hunted through the house couldn't find anyone, convinced myself it had to be my imagination, and I went yeah. back to sleep. But that morning, yeah. that Monday, when I went into my office, seven of my patients, independently of one another, began telling me that they felt people watching them while they were lying on the chiropractic table. They felt hands touching them. Their muscles in their face would involuntarily move. Their fingers would move. Their arms, their legs would move. When they opened their eyes, they told me they were seeing colors they had never seen, smelling fragrances of flowers they had never smelled, and mm. they started reporting healings, real healings. They were wave, they yeah. were um, standing up, 
from wheelchairs, vision and hearing returning, children with cerebral palsy or epilepsy were suddenly able to walk and run and play, speak normally, not have seizures, not need medications. Not everyone, not 100% of everyone had this response, but a strongly significant number. So we began to recognize that something real was happening. People started asking me to teach this, which I thought was impossible. Uh, but yet we discovered that something was changing them the, physically and energetically from this interaction. When they would drive home from my office, they'd pull up in front of their house. They'd report that the garage doors were opening and closing by itself, that their lamps and televisions were turning on and off by themselves. They felt sensations in their hands. They were holding hands near people in their family. Their father was able to hear again. The grandmother was able to talk after the stroke. And we found that once we interact with the, what science today refers to as the reconnective healing spectrum, that something changes within us that allows us to not only access our own healings, but to facilitate, to bring about healings for others at the same time. So that yes. was the beginning of me recognizing that this was transmittable, that this was yes. something that could be communicated and, in essence, taught how to access and utilize. And today, of course, Mitchell, we, we know that I've trained close to 100,000 people around the world how to do this work. I've presented this um, not once but twice by invitation of the United Nations. I speak at hospitals and universities. We've trained approximately 20,000 mainstream doctors, nurses, physical therapists, et cetera, oh, how to do this fabulous. work. We've, we've yeah. trained many masters and grandmaster teachers in energy healing so that they can let go of their techniques and rise to a new level beyond Reiki and Jure and Qigong and the energy healing techniques because beautiful yeah. as they are, the actual techniques themselves become the limitations just as training wheels on a bicycle become the limitations but the other 50 percent or so of the people who've learned this work are mainstream everyday nine to five go to work people who are the easiest to teach because they come in with the least level of preconception now and the the, just an open slate as it were right and and the background to to that or or what happens in the healing sessions we can talk about later if we want in the healing seminars is that we teach you how to facilitate these healings and by the end of one weekend one simple weekend i can pretty much assure you that a you will be able to do anything and everything in the way of healing that i can do and b you will be able to do anything and everything in the way of healing that any human being anywhere on this planet can do but fred brought to this a new gift of depth of access and how this happened was that a few months into the healings maybe the very beginning starting of 1994 fred came into my office for a chiropractic visit and as he was lying there on the table he started to um, drift into shall we say somewhat of an altered state and a voice came through him and the first words that came through were we are here to tell you to continue doing what you were doing. What you were doing is bringing light and information onto the planet. And now I could have thought to myself, and I might have, if this were just Fred doing this, that, you know, well, there's something a little kicky about Fred, and I don't know what it is and what it isn't. But um, I wasn't really Fred, able to Fred, when it. this was all happening, sure. what was your awareness? of what was happening was there an awareness 
And why did you come to Eric Pearl in the first place? Did you have a neck or back <laughs> well, problem? Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, here's the deal. Headaches, uh, migraines, what was it? No, actually, I had been working on yeah. an auction, and I had won, strangely enough, not so strangely enough, um, three chiropractic sessions with a doctor named Eric Pearl. <clears throat> now, I had never yeah. been to a chiropractor, so I had no clue what a chiropractor even did. But I thought it's California. Okay. I just moved out, and I thought, well, I'll try it. Talk about uh, being a blank slate. Yeah. So uh, I went, and and this had happened to me several times prior to Eric, but I yes. immediately had a hard time staying conscious. And it was it, I, I was embarrassed. I mean, I thought, jeez, don't go unconscious, you know, in your first visit. And I could feel something wanting to talk through, you know. Uh, through you. Had this, yeah, and I had had this experience with several other people prior to this. And um, and I didn't say... When you say several people, you mean... I, I mean Other I people that book, I had been in contact with. People that you were friendly with, like you were in yeah. conversation and all of a sudden you started to sort of get very yeah. tired... They took it personally, but yet you well, started. What happened? They didn't take it personally. They, I mean, what happened? I mean, with the first woman was that I said to her, I said, "Patty, I have no idea what this is, but I'm having a hard time, and there's something wanting to talk to you." And then I sort of went unconscious, and then moments or minutes later, I sort of woke up, and her mouth was on the floor. So, you know. And I and I had no clue what was being said or what was said. I just could feel my arms sort of moving around and something talking through my voice. So, you know, uh, so then when did I you feel like Eric, you were asleep? Was it similar to being asleep or? It's sort of like that. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of like okay. you're not there, but something else is there. That's the only yes. way I can explain it. You know. Uh, okay. And so uh, this started to happen in my first visit with Garrick, and I was like, oh, my God. I, you know, I had never met him before. So yes. the second visit was the same thing, only it was harder to stay awake. And finally I said after the visit, I said, look, you know, I have no clue what this is about. But uh, but you, he, you, they didn't tell you in the um, in the waiting room that everybody falls asleep when they're with Eric. No, they didn't. Very and, nice, Mitchell. Uh, so... <laughs> So then, uh, actually, that's really just a prelude to saying before they wake up, and that is really what happens. Please go on. I'm playing. Fred, so then, you're saying. Um, I, I, you know, said to Eric, "Look, you know, I have no clue. Why?" I, and Eric said, "Well, why don't you just sort of let it come through?" And that's what happened. And this is the book that resulted from it. Uh, it went on. We did many, many sessions after that, and Eric uh, had recorded them. And then, after years and years, Eric cont uh, contacted me way after the reconnection and said, "We really need to put this into a book form." And I was very hesitant at first because, and then since then, after Eric, I had channeled for a number, a number of people, um, yes. and I was just—I felt very responsible about the message. I mean, I had no idea. But in rereading the material and going over it, it didn't seem like there was anything that would be adversarial to humankind. Um, oh, no, and quite the contrary. Plus, there was a, a really good message underneath it. So yeah. I know I sort of went, okay, let's try it. And so that's how yeah. this book ultimately came about.
So Mitchell, Very let me this is Eric. Let, let me add let me add just All a right, touch please. of color. Okay. So please. to add a touch of color to this, what happened was was that, you know, Fred the first time spoke two phrases. We are here to tell you to continue doing what you were doing. What you were doing you was are bringing, bringing light, light and information onto the planet. And he said a few other things. Yes. A few days later, three other patients said those same phrases. And two of them added, what you're doing is reconnecting strands. One of them added, what you're doing is reconnecting strings. Fred added the same thing. And over the next three months, over 50, five zero different patients spoke the same words. And I began to recognize that I can't attribute this as Fred being quirky just, you know, alone. I have to realize that unless I'm an ostrich and willing to bury my head in the sand, that some intelligence somewhere if it turns over 50 different strangers into living, breathing human broadcast systems, means pay attention. Sure. So I listened sure. for three months, and then it stopped coming through everyone except mm. for Fred. So we would – Fred didn't always like to give these sessions, especially at that time. He was a little nervous and concerned, as he just explained, as to what might come sure. through because he wasn't aware during it. But we recorded the sessions – and that's mm -hmm. part of what we've put together in the book. It's a way for us to access the truth of a deeper level of who and what we are to, as I would put it, unveil our deeper soul and access it yeah. for ourselves as well as share it with others. And we become, in that process, more evolved beings, more beings of light. We emanate and share with others that vibration. So we access greater level of healings for ourselves and we facilitate even greater levels of healings for others. Be those healings just physical healings, be they mental, emotional, spiritual, be they career-wise, be they relationship-wise, be they our relationship with ourself and stepping into a higher level of evolution of who and what we are on this yes. planet. Do you this feel, Eric, that, uh, if I could ask, uh, do you feel that uh, the channelings that occurred uh, in your office with Fred helped to inform and shape your work in the reconnection? Or was it more, you would say, an, an inspiration and guide? The healings had already come about before the channelings came to my ear. Yes. Okay. Right. Now, um, the channelings gave me one level, a very deep, valuable level, of course, yes. of insight into how to access deeper levels of the healings and how to bring them forward. Uh, yes. But to describe this, just to talk about it, is sort of, in a sense, like trying to describe a color. I think, Mitchell, what you might appreciate, maybe, and the listeners, yes. is A, that these words were being spoken to me, but not to me, Eric Pearl, to me, Eric Pearl, who is being given the responsibility, should I choose to pick up and yes. accept the mantle, of carrying yes. a level of communication onto the planet. So when you read these yes. words and hear these words, you need to hear them being spoken to you, Mitchell Rabin, to you, the listeners, who are willing to pick up whatever level of responsibility and mantle there is of bringing a greater level of evolution to yourself and of consciousness yes. onto the planet. And if you would like, instead of trying to describe a color, how about if, if I, I share maybe a dozen lines with you? Please, that would be great. 
That would be great. Okay. I'd love to get into the uh, the depth of the work itself. Let's just let everybody know we are spending the hour with Dr. Eric Pearl, internationally renowned healer and teacher who wrote the book The Reconnection and has brought it forward with yoga as well. And we had him on the TV show talking about that with Kelly Woodruff uh, a year or two ago. And we've had him on talking about the reconnective healing work that he's been doing that's been studied at University of Arizona and other places. So we have some real scientific verification of this work, this phenomenal work that Eric has been doing. And today we are speaking with him and the co-author of Solomon Speaks on Reconnecting Your Life, Frederick Ponsloff. Uh, it's a really a profound work that's very inspiring. So uh, please, Eric, go on. Sure. And just for your listeners' understanding, Kelly Woodruff, who you mentioned, was just one of many of our wonderful teachers that I've taught how to do this work. And so we wanted mm-hmm. to share that with one of the teachers. So let's listen Excellent. to these words, but listen to them as if they're speaking to you. Your heart is coming here to understand a deeper sense of your truth. You need to recognize that your heart is in a space that is allowing you to illustrate your greater being. Your feelings now are being carried through on a different plane, and your energy exists in this sphere of influence that is central to your understanding of a different sphere of influence. There is a lot that needs to be said in various ways. We understand ourselves in a limited fashion, and we need to carry this understanding as a life process, it is the unveiling of a multifaceted force within our life. We need to peel away the exterior so that that internal being shines through to those with whom we interact. This eternal soul that resides within our framework is being covered up in many ways by our fears and apprehensions. The soul fights its way through this but we tend to want to keep it cloistered so that we remain feeling safe because it feels a danger for many to reveal their soul to other people. It's the most vulnerable that we become. And in your work, and it doesn't mean just your work as a healer. It means in our work on a personal level or in any level. But it says, and in your work... In being human, you could say, in being human. Yes. In your work, that is what you need to do. You need to unveil your soul. It is not a simple process. And this stripping away of ego is an eternal process. This selflessness that must shine through the being that can reach in without interference. Once that pure force shines through without it being refracted by various mindsets, it will flow in a more direct manner. Once you allow your soul, that egoless purity, to come through, that is almost a common denominator in that it has the ability to fuse with the frequency of the person you're coming in contact with. So your job in this process is to strip away the defense, strip away the mind, strip away the control mechanisms and techniques that you have in this plane. Let them go. Let them be a part of an exterior that has nothing to do with you and present that soul in the room. It will automatically do the work. That energy is the common, universal language of the cosmos. It is understood immediately and is felt intrinsically. Mm. That's a potent, potent, potent expression 
of uh, our inner lives and what can possibly come through. Well, I like that. Thank you for reading that. I feel that um, this is my experience in a nutshell. I'll just share with you both, and I'd love to hear what you have to say. I felt that there was an energy that was in the book itself, you two. There's an energy that is conveyed, comported through the words, and it wasn't really the words. It was somehow, I don't know if it's the syntax, I don't know what it is, but the energy was more potent to me than the actual content. I don't know if you, have you had any feedback like that from anyone? Fred? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, I think there there is, um, there is something there. I, I'd be hard pressed to sort of define it, but I mean, there, there. You know, when I when I've channeled before, uh, there is the words that come out of the mouth, and then there's the energy exchange. And uh, sometimes uh, people will go away, and they'll come back and go, "Oh, you know, I had a V8 moment." You know, the next day. I mean, uh, yeah. suddenly I had an insight that I hadn't before, or I started seeing things in a different way, or I started feeling better. So. Uh, there is something tangible about it, and I and I can't explain it no more than I can explain how it all happens. But it's mm-hmm. there. It is there. I mean, it's like I uh, when we were working on the book, you know, it wasn't always you know harmonious. Uh, sometimes you know what stays in, what doesn't stay in, and then and, and, uh, you know all those kind of little discussions. Making that you have. editing choices because there was yeah. such a volume of material you had. There to, was a lot more you know, material that we pared down to put into this. Yes. This book, uh, but at the end of every day, I have to say I walked away happier than when I went in. Interesting. And I, I wasn't always a happy person. <laughs> you oh, know, you mean in general, always... or? <laughs> no, I, I mean you know. In the process of working on it, it's you know it's yes it's it's course. intense. It is intense. It's painstaking. You know, I mean, you were just Eric. What you read just now indicates that we are leading layered lives, and our soul, which is where the real action is, is somewhat hidden from the action. And so, what's that about? And what kind of life does that give us if we are layers removed from our soul? Isn't that really the gist of it? I wouldn't say that we're layers removed from our soul. I would say that maybe our soul is like a diamond and various the various facets of the diamond include a various multiple simultaneous levels at which we interact and experience life in different forms and different dimensions. From one mm-hmm. facet, we see that one facet and we view it as, well, we must be doing this one now, so we're doing others later. But all facets exist simultaneously, simultaneously. in the diamond. Yeah. And so at this point, we're no longer looking at past lives. We're looking at simultaneous lives. There's no more yeah. deja vu. It is it is simul vu. As it's Solomon all vu. <laughs> yes, it's vu, too. Right. And, um, but sure. as Solomon explains... It's not just the words, but it's the energy exchange that happens. And what's what's validated this from for the more left brain listeners? What's validated this is there is actual research existing 
scientific research by well-known established researchers around the world that show that once you interact with reconnective healing, which you could say that Solomon Speaks is the theoretical on one mm-hmm. level and that the practical of this is reconnective healing. Once we yeah. interact with the practical of this, it's been shown in six studies so far that this actually changes our very DNA. The light that comes through us becomes at a higher vibration and more coherent. And what is light, mm. but in its higher meaning, consciousness. So the information that comes through Solomon vibrates at a higher level, allows us to access higher levels of our consciousness, which in the practical form allows us to facilitate higher levels of healing and evolution. Very interesting. Now, Eric, you personally, who um, are, you know, the author in the true sense of this work, knowing it was given to you, and what was being spoken was to your higher self, I understand. Do you feel that your personal life and your ability to access higher consciousness has been significantly uh, improved and increased over time as a result of these downloads from Fred? Well, first of all, I'm not I'm I'm not the author of this book, and on the most mundane level, no, I was talking about Fred and I are, are like are, of your life. I, I, you know, I know, but listen, listen to what I'm saying. On the most mundane. <laughs> earthly level. Yes. Fred and I are mm-hmm. co-authors on this book, but in reality neither one of us are authors of this book. Yes, Fred in I, essence yes. was I, I do the telephone and the message was spoken to me and I've shared Fred and I have shared the message that came through being spoken to me yes. and Solomon is the author of the book. Solomon is yes. the author of the book. This infor- so the question about how the question was what about the information? Oh, I was asking if since you have been the recipient of this these telephone calls from mm-hmm. above, if you will, do how would you describe the change in your own access to higher consciousness and cellular levels of reality? Well, the key to the the key that Solomon teaches that is for us to learn how to access which it requires us stepping through our comfort zones, our ego levels to certain points, is that um, we have to learn. We're here, as Solomon teaches, to learn compassion, to learn that we are all one. For sure. me, this translates to um, learning to observe without judgment, to be the witness and the witness, the seer and the seen. And in that willingness to observe, for me personally, I recognize more of life and in that willingness to simply observe without judgment then we observe much more because the judgment has left us um, to greater and greater degrees although it is a continuing process the more we judge the more we rule out and take away from our ability to receive something the less we are in judgment and the more in observation the more we receive which still always gives us the potential to throw out what we've received but if we judge first then we never receive to be able to look at it and say what resonates with me 
what does not, and even then, once we've received it, we never really throw it away, but instead sometimes we choose to put something on the back burner because our inner sense, our intelligence, our essence knows that there may be a time where we come back to it, where something that we're not willing to accept as making sense yet or being able to utilize yet does at a later point in time as we allow ourselves to receive. But the allowing to receive requires us, once again, returning to the initial premise of learning to observe without judgment, to recognize that we are all one, to recognize that we are not here to talk about or even look at any longer where our focus has been on what makes us unique and special and different, but instead for us to start to look at, which is not easy, but it's a, it's a challenge in a way, but to start to look at everyone, not what makes us special and unique, but what makes each one of us one and the same. And if we're willing to observe that, we start to recognize that we are so connected, we are soul connected, that when one child cries in one part of the planet, a hundred children weep. When one child laughs, a thousand children laugh. And if we recognize that we are that connected here, it allows us greater understanding of our connectedness in between lifetimes on that soul level. And we start to recognize one another in one another than we come back to one of Solomon's main lessons, which is a deeper understanding of compassion. And that may be one of the biggest lessons, love and compassion, of our earthly experience. Of the whole game, exactly. This is Mitchell J. Rabin on A Better World Radio. We're on every Wednesday night at this time, 6 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. You can access our show as well as our TV show, which is on every week as well, at www.abetterworld.tv. And if you don't get the newsletter yet, oh, do go to that website and get on. Receive the newsletter, which describes who our guests will be every week on radio and TV, and a blog as well for no extra cost. Today... We are speaking with Dr. Eric Pearl, a world-renowned healer and teacher who we've had on the show a number of times, and his co-author, but in reality, as Eric pointed out before, is there neither of them are really the authors. They are the telephone and the listener at the other end of the telephone, which we are all doing actually ourselves right now in hearing them speak uh, about this book that they did piece together based on a series of channelings over years through Fred, who is, uh, we should call him Fred Telephone Ponslov, really, who <laughs> has been um, accessing, uh, we'll just call it a frequency, that these two have named Solomon. Solomon Speaks on Reconnecting Your Life, which we're focusing on. Eric is just one of my favorite people of all time. I love him very much. I've watched him work with others. I see the effects that his work has had on literally thousands of people, and he has just been kind of going around the world teaching very selflessly, bringing his light to bear, and now it's really a pleasure, Fred, to meet you because you have been an integral part of this whole process, really very much close to the beginning. Fred, tell me a little bit, how did you come up with the name Solomon? Uh, Well, um, initially there was this 
entity that spoke that we labeled Aaron. I don't I don't know why, but we called him Aaron. Yes. And then there was a definite change of personality, and this other entity showed up. And just for convenience sake, we gave them the name Solomon, and he was fine with that, although, you know, there isn't like a person over there that is talking to us. It really is. Right. Uh, it's an energy more than anything else. An and energy. I mean, maybe Aaron I, is a multiple personality. Well, who knows? It could. But I mean, that's trying to make it sound like it's a person, and it really isn't a person. Right. Uh, of course. Of course. Um, but we don't even know what we mean when we, we we use the word. We bandy about the world, the word energy, and we bandy about the word intelligence. But you know, there's a level on which what this entire process is that really defies the meaning of both. Well, it seems to be really a grouping um, of different intelligences that that are sharing similar, different parts of, of a similar, ever-expanding message that is communicating communicated to us and since most of the communications came through the voice we named Aaron we decided instead of saying I mean Solomon we decided instead of saying this one's Aaron and this one's Solomon to call this intelligence as Solomon but it is true it's coming from a nonlinear place so it's difficult to say that you know this is one this is two this is three sure. it just seems to be an expanded consciousness which we know is a gathering and a confluence of uh, an intelligence far beyond us that i believe is observing us and giving us support of what we need in our growth and in yeah. our it evolution it might even be a soul group you know of intelligences i will use the word from another dimension and, you know, there's so much good work coming out these days, as you both probably know, in the domain of the interface of life and what we call death, which we really know is really uh, a reality shift, if you will, a, a dimensional shift, uh, typically without the body that we know, the physical body, which is, seems the more we learn is just a holograph anyway, a hologram. So... Things are getting really interesting in this quantum world we're, we're evolving more and more into as our consciousness moves along. But, you know, it could be that there are clubs and cliques, if you will, just as we find here on planet Earth, that kind of enunciate different kinds of themes. Some might be the theme of love and compassion. Others might be of a higher level of mental consciousness. Do you know another might be another dimension of soul consciousness? Well, Solomon does not you know work on just one, Solomon does not work on just one theme. Part of what's fascinating about Solomon yes. is that he opens up and begins to speak on things we're here to know, but we can interact with him and ask him questions. As a matter of fact, this coming Saturday, June 29, what's happening is the first time ever, ever. Yeah. Fred has agreed to share and channel Solomon in public. We are doing this. Mm. Yes, we are doing this at the Los Angeles Hilton in Universal um, City in Los Angeles, the Hilton Hotel, from 10 to 5 on Saturday the 29th. But 
for people who are not in Los Angeles and still want to participate in this, yeah. if you go to thereconnection.com, just, you know, with the word the, thereconnection.com, just like the first book is called The Reconnection, Heal Others, Heal Yourself. If you go to thereconnection.com, you can find out how to participate in Fred's sharing of these channelings via live Online. stream. Yes, live oh, stream. Beautiful. So we'll be talking about how this has affected Fred, how it's affected me, how it's affected the healings, our interactions with things. We'll be listening to people, taking questions to gain concepts of information, and then as we share the themes in those questions with Solomon, Solomon will then give a channeling, and as Solomon best determines, some of those questions and concepts will be addressed in the first live channeling ever that has to do with this book of Solomon in public. Fred, is that how you would describe this? Sure. That's Fred, can very you be more succinct? Fred, I want to say um, congratulations on your willingness to come forward. I mean, after all, you do have a background in acting, and so it won't be uh, the first time on stage for sure. But in this, but this is not acting, Mitchell, and that's very important to understand. This is oh, yeah. not. This is not performance. It's not a show. It is not acting. This is actually oh, no, 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 no. the I actor understand. getting out of getting out of the way. Even Fred getting out of the way. You know, in this workshop, right. um, uh, we'll provide you with the tools to get out of your own way to allow you to live your life in a more fully expressed state of emotional, physical, and spiritual freedom. You'll learn how to let go of your past, how to step into and discover lessons and insights that best vibrate with you. We'll discuss how the wisdom of Solomon changed my life and Fred's life and guided us through this process, how to step into reconnective healing, and you will experience what's important here. You will experience firsthand the actual vibrational resonance um, and the transmission of energy that comes through these channelings in this special session with the entity of Solomon. You'll have the chance to ask Solomon and me and Fred questions and explore more deeply the lessons of the day and how the wealth of knowledge in Solomon Speaks relates to you and the infinite opportunities waiting for you, waiting for all of us, each of us, to own. Beautiful, beautiful. So you'll be there as well, Eric. You'll both be there. It will be Eric and Fred in physical form and Solomon in whatever form we have yet to fully discover in the, the other ways form, to explain. Exactly. Fred, I'd like to ask you... Uh, you know, of course, I've dealt with channels many times over the years, and it's always interesting to hear them speak about this, and I'd love to hear your direct personal experience. What do you experience in your body during, as best you can say, and after the time of channeling? Well, it it takes a little energy, <laughs> I have to say. Uh-huh. Um, what happens is, I mean, for the most part, I sort of I try to step back, you know, and allow yeah. my physical being to be used, so that Solomon can speak through it. And sometimes, I mean, I rarely remember what was being said. I mean, it's like if I said John went to the store, I'll rem I'll hear John when John is being spoken, and by the time we get to store, uh, I forgot who went. So it's sort of like it's sort of like I I can hear the words, 
but I can't retain the message. And Perhaps then, it's almost like being in a dream. Yeah, sort of. It's it's uh, lighter than a dream, um, mm-hmm. if if it can be described as such. But I think you uh-huh. know, and in the end, I can feel I can feel it when it's approaching, and I can feel it when it leaves. And when it leaves, it's like I go through a buffer that is like a deep, deep sleep that lasts mm. for you know maybe a minute, a half minute, whatever. And then yes. I come out of it, and you know, uh, and I'm clueless. But you know, things get spoken to. You know, it's just, it's I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm a farm boy from Wisconsin. I don't remember or know what any of this is about. <laughs> but uh, I do know that people have gone away encouraged, and that's the whole message. That here, makes I think. the difference. Exactly. Well, I think Solomon, if he does anything. It's about empowerment. It's about yes. empowering the individual. You know, yes, I don't have indeed. answers for your life. I mean, and Solomon will say, you know, you have your answers. We yeah. can show you the way to get to them, but I don't have the answers for your life. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think so often there's so many people uh, that are looking for someone else to give them their answers. Sure. And what every, do I everybody's, do? Every, everybody's journey is vastly different. Is vastly different. That's right. And you know, true. and you you can't really compare journeys. You know, you yeah. only know what's inside you. And I mean, Solomon talks about you know, really all the answers to all the questions you're ever going to ask. You already have the answers. That's you right. have the answers already. What Solomon does, and I think he does it pretty elegantly, is remind you that you have those answers. Yes. It's, yes. He's a, more of a reminder, and he says this in the book as well, you know, uh, I'm here to tell you you have all the power of the universe in you. Mm-hmm. If you choose to accept it, if you yes. make that decision. Um, but somehow It is think, there. Yeah, you know, I think somehow we think that somebody else knows more than we do or somebody else has a better answer than we do. And so we defer and we give away our power to these other things or teachers or whatever, you know. Uh, yes, and Solomon doesn't tell you, you know, now you do this and you do this and you do this. You know, and he's not about telling you the future. It isn't about, you know, it you're going to be a tall, empowering. dark, man in three weeks. Yeah. No, it, it wouldn't. You're right. Right. Mitchell, it you know, would not it wouldn't be, be empowering, empowering if that were the case, right? Well, I would no, like to actually read. Uh, I'm sorry? No, go ahead. Please go on. I, I, there's a paragraph that I really uh, find really interesting. I mean, there's a lot more than that, but there's a particular paragraph that I'd love to hear the two of you speak to. Uh, because in terms of empowerment, I feel it's very much uh, that when people get the gist or grok the meaning of this paragraph. Uh, it's on page 145. Suffering is not necessarily something that needs to be avoided. This, of course, audience is from Solomon Speaks on Reconnecting Your Life. And uh, it's incredibly beneficial if viewed in the proper perspective. And what we do is train ourselves through our spiritual paths to view this suffering in an enlightened viewpoint, to see how it will make us expand our growth within the universe. Then it becomes essential. It becomes fulfilling 
for the whole experience, a partial sentence, but that's okay. In other words, it's interesting because if talk about commonalities between humans, suffering is one of those key experiences that we all know of in our own unique way. And it's the counterpoint to suffering, of course, is the cultivation of compassion. Because when we see, behold someone suffering, it calls upon that united heart of us all to feel, experience that a sense of their suffering, and part of that we call a uh, compassionate heart. I'd love to hear, and the idea that he's putting forth here, I think is rather brilliant, because he's saying that suffering is something that helps us on the path. Eric and Fred, both, could you uh, speak to that? Fred, what you like? Well, I, well, I think, you know, I have trouble... Spit it out, Fred, the... just spit it out. No, uh, I sometimes have trouble with the word suffering. Um, yes. You know, one man's suffering is another man's enlightenment. And I think yes. that's the whole key here is how you view the suffering. You know, Indeed. what is it? I mean, I think sometimes events happen in our lives, and I think Solomon bears this out, you know, uh -huh. that a message is trying to be conveyed. And sometimes it takes a two-by-four against the head for you to get it. Yes. I mean, it yes. sometimes shows up. I mean, Eric has a wonderful joke about this, but I mean, sometimes it shows up in subtler ways, and we dismiss it. I mean, there's right. a, I had a, I had a teacher once that talked about, you know, let's say you're going to build a house, you know, and you have a linear way of thinking how that house has got to be built. You put in the basement, mm -hmm. and then you put in the walls, then you get the roof on, and you know, then you would do the interior design. No, no, no. And that's the way we think things should happen in a linear way. And the truth of the matter is, sometimes the roof shows up first. And we go, well, listen, I don't need a roof. I need a foundation. You know, and we dismiss the roof. And that's the way sometimes life is. Sometimes this information comes to us in the form of tools. And we decide that we don't need them at that moment because we're not doing what we think we are doing. We won't need that tool. But yes. life gives you those kind of tools as you go through it. And you can either look at it as being a victim of something or that it's a tool that's being given you that you will use mm -hmm. down the road. Yeah. And I think, you know, too often we disregard those lessons. And then they eventually show up in suffering because sometimes that's the only way we can get the attention that we need to it, to address mm -hmm. it. Solomon know, said, I'm oh, sorry, so Solomon yeah. says, wonderful, Fred. Thank you. Book, I appreciate that. Solomon okay. says in one point of the book, he says, "There is such suffering happening in the world, and our mm -hmm. suffering leads us away if we allow it. But we too often negate or trans or, or, or ignore our suffering, and somehow we end up becoming then, therefore, victim to it." Suffering mm -hmm. can bring, and hear this, suffering can bring immense joy if it is focused. The yeah. lessons we exchange are those that continue from lifetime to lifetime. Suffering is a choice. It's an interpretation of an experience. Do we consider it as suffering or as a growth process? Fred, how, how, do, you, you, how do you interpret what we just read? Yes. I mean, the thing is, uh, 
you know, Solomon says. <laughs> it sounds like Simon says. I know. That's Every right. time I say that, it seems like. Doesn't that sound uh, like an anyway. exercise, right? Yeah, but Dave. the thing is that, you know, we're put on this earth to experience joy. That's yes. the bottom line. We're not here to suffer or pay off, you know, karmic debt and all that stuff. We are here to experience joy. And if we trust our instinct, and the big thing that Solomon talks about is learning to trust your instinct. Your instinct mm-hmm. will always take you to joy. Will always if you trust it. And so often we mistrust what we feel innately. And that yeah. that uh, instinct is the sum total of lifetimes of experience working. Now, the truth of the matter is, how do you do that? And you have to learn how to turn up the volume on your instinct and know that you can trust that, that it is a compass that will not steer you wrong. Uh, And so often we dismiss it. You know, we talk ourselves out of it. You know, oh, but this book says I should do this. Well, I'll just ignore what I feel, and I'll just, you know, follow this book that somebody else wrote. You know, and the thing is, no, you're, again, it goes back to empowerment. Your instinct is incredibly powerful, only if you choose to listen to it. The last sentence in the eighth chapter, the very last sentence reads, what you can impart to a person is your life and your sense of joy in this existence. You know, Solomon, I, I have learned never to begin an interaction with Solomon by asking a question, because no matter how grand the question in our perspective, what Solomon begins with in a session before a question is asked is an answer to something we don't even know that we have a question to on a far greater level. For example, mm. one of Solomon's sessions opens with, we are now here to understand your desire. We feel your energy forwarding toward the universe, and we are here now to represent a deeper understanding of that which is. We will begin this session by allowing ourselves to recognize the greatness that dwells within each one of us. We need only begin this by allowing our senses to be cleared of a formality. We need to address this in a very direct way by first releasing those energies that are thwarting our force. Then we, and we can allow this to happen by first believing, by first recognizing that our life is eternal. And once we do that, we are now connected in that moment, to a much greater self. And in that moment, we release a force that connects us to a greater power. And in the process of that thought, we connect to that which is. We need only believe it in our soul. Hear that. We Mm. need only believe it in our soul that we are there, and we will be there. Mm. Yes, indeed. That's sort of like the old Sufi saying, I will see it when I believe it. Yes, but we can hear this without becoming dizzy from spinning in circles. Indeed. 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 Very funny. Uh, (laughs) Don't have to whirl, but uh, it helps Rumi. Come on now. (laughs) No, I very much appreciate the point, and... uh, it's beautiful, beautiful work, and uh, yeah, I, I, something I just would like to Solomon's say to people who download if I, could, if I may, yeah, um, please, Fred, uh, is that the book? I mean, there's some people uh, I think that buy the book and think it's like a fiction novel, and they want to race through it, and I, mm-hmm. I don't believe the book works well that way. 
I think mm-hmm. the book is really designed, and the chapters are really tiny, two, three, four pages, five pages. You know, it's really good, I think, in approaching the material to, you know, take a chapter in, put the book down, think about it, see how that resonates with you. And then when you feel like going on to the next thing, if you read it, like I'm going to read it in an afternoon, uh, it, it doesn't, you won't it get doesn't it. sink you won't in. Get it. it doesn't sink yeah. in. It really doesn't. I mean, I, it's too I just much started to reading digest. it. Uh, well, I just started reading it again, and yeah. I mean, uh, I, I stumbled across some stuff, and I went, oh, my God, I never got yeah. that the 15 times I read it before. You know? yeah, right. It's like you sort of wake right. up. You hear it, you hear it, you hear yeah. it, and then one day you hear it. You yeah, know, and that's exactly. uh, and that's pretty much. And sometimes, you know, uh, he repeats themes over and over and over because he needs for you to hear it over and over and over. Yes. I mean, you can yes. get it cerebrally, but until you get it viscerally, it doesn't do you yes. a world of good. There, well, there it doesn't no operate on a cerebral level. It operates on a visceral yep. level. There, there are two you ways know, to read this book, and. One, the main way, the initial way, is precisely as Fred just described. But there's a gift in then also utilizing it differently, I believe. And that is, after we've gone through it the way Fred has described, and not once, but different times, the book can also be one of those books that you pick up, you open to a page, wherever it is, and you begin to read where, from where your finger is at, and mm-hmm. you find oftentimes, many times, that it's giving you just the insight of a question that's been kicking around inside of you, one that you may have been consciously aware of and one that you might not even be aware that you've been asking yourself. Yes, yes. Almost, you could say, the I Ching form of reading the book. Yes, so Solomon speaks on reading Whatever you open up to speaks to you right so when it's the title is solomon speaks on reconnecting your life because reconnecting we are reconnecting with our truth our very essence that which we experience in between lifetimes and we are learning to bring that consciousness of light vibration here to manifest and live that here on earth in our physical form this is part of our growth in 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 aspiring to do that and successfully aspect uh, accessing greater and greater levels of that manifesting well i gotta say i i so enjoyed spending this time with you both here on a better world and you're opening up with great kindness the uh deeper levels of what you have embedded in this book and uh in your work eric uh which i think is phenomenal and a beautiful beautiful gift reconnection planet i really appreciate it yes yes thank you very much absolutely you know how i feel about it and uh, that's why i've had you on so many times and i will continue to do so give your website out again especially in light of uh this friday which is a uh a really special time where this sure. is going well, public in a way absolutely. it's not done before. Absolutely. And, and just to keep things the clearest and cleanest, because there are multiple different websites you could go through, but just to keep things the cleanest for our listeners, let's just give one website sure. that has the key for us to access everything we need for the Reconnection Seminars and for the Solomon yeah. Seminars. 
just mm-hmm. as the my original book was called The Reconnection, Heal Others, Heal Yourself, if we just mm-hmm. go to thereconnection.com, you can find out how to access the Solomon Speaks seminars, the Reconnection seminars, questions, answers, interactions, how to join in on the live streaming download, and how to come, if there's still spaces available, I don't know if there are, to participate mm-hmm. in the live channeling that will be coming through of Solomon through Fred this Friday night which this is Sat- this Saturday 20... June 29th oh, from 10 29th, in the morning Saturday, till 5 in the afternoon all day Saturday June 29th Beautiful. at the Hilton Beautiful. in uh, Universal City Los Angeles fabulous Universal City it makes perfect sense of course thank you it. both Dr. Eric Pearl and Fred Ponsloff for uh sharing your thoughts and insights in your book with us today on A Better World. Thank you. As always, a pleasure. Thank you for Truly. having us. My pleasure. Keep up the good work, both of you. God Thank bless. you. Take care. Sure. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is Mitchell J. Rabin for A Better World. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Please visit our website at www abetterworld.tv get the newsletter if you don't already get it and uh, pass it on, forward this to your friends and family so we can expand the community and the number of people who are tuning in every week and of course all of this is free in archive as well at the same website as well as on Blog Talk Radio so thanks again for joining us I always appreciate your beautiful, pure loving attention to our subjects and I look forward to seeing you all next week and now a little Mozart please